Happy Turkey Day, gobblers. That's another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. I hope you guys are having a good Turkey Day weekend. If you're traveling, be safe. Uh, most importantly, make sure you let people know what you're thankful for. Reach out to everybody that you know, whether they're family, friends, or people you've met through Volkswagens, and let them know that you're thankful for them in your life. I am thankful this week for the podcast and the listeners and the wonderful VW hobby that I have that uh, has enriched my life with a lot of friendships with people I probably would have never met because of being in the hobby. So that being said, this week's podcast is directly related to that. On this week's show, I've got Troy Wheeler, uh, who was uh, one of the Idaho bus pilots, and I met him back in 2001 when I debuted my bus, and uh, he was down there at the Irvine Classic with some buddies, and it was a bunch of uh, dudes from Idaho who drove their buses down, and uh, they were a good time, and they were kind of you know, getting in my getting in my space as I was nerve wrackingly trying to get my uh, my stuff dialed in for the show for the debut of my red and black '67 13 window deluxe. But uh, yeah, I met Troy years ago. We spoke back and forth, and uh, I thought I'd like to get him on the podcast. Well, now these days he's rolling uh, a barn door. You know, he stepped up in life, leveled up and got himself a barn door. But I knew him back when, uh, you know, he wasn't such a big deal. But either way, uh, I am thankful for all these things that happen. And you guys can be thankful too. Make sure if you enjoy the podcast and you're thankful, share it with a friend and forward this to them so that they can enjoy some good VW talk on this Turkey Day weekend. So hopefully I catch you out in the garage, wrenching on some stuff before dinner's ready. You guys are just in the garage making things happen. Uh, that's what I might plan to do today if I get a little bit of time is go out and try to work on one of the 900 projects that I have out there and see if I can make some headway. You know, we always get these big four-day weekends or whatnot if we're lucky enough and go out to the garage and go out with good intentions and end up uh, not getting as much done as we wanted to. So that's my plan for this weekend. And we may even drop a surprise episode on you guys. That's a good possibility. So uh, if you enjoy the podcast, make sure you share it with a friend. Also, if you want to support the podcast, go to letstalkdubs.com and pick up some merch and show your support for the podcast. But without any further ado, guys, let's get into it this week with uh, Troy Wheeler, now from Texas, Idaho Bus Pilots. And one of my homies as we talk about buses friendships meeting people uh and not being from southern california which a lot of my listeners can relate to on uh, this week's episode of let's talk dubs Everybody. Welcome to uh, today's podcast. So uh, a little while back, uh, a buddy of mine reached out to me on the internet. I actually reached out to him and said, hey man, let's uh, let's get on the podcast and uh, talk about some, some nonsense. A buddy of mine that used to be out of Idaho, the dude used to fly buses back in the day. He was one of the Idaho bus pilots. But on today's podcast, I've got Troy Wheeler, who's now from Austin, Texas. Troy, Welcome to the podcast, man. Hey, thanks for having me, Bill T. So for you guys that might, you may or may not know Troy. Some of you should know Troy. They've been in the game for a little while because he had a cover car back in 97 on VW Trans Red and Black Bus. And it said, uh, it had said summer fun across the front of the plates. And uh, it was right cover car 97. That's right. March 97. Then yeah. it was later featured in uh, 
in super VWs. So, and now we usually get into it right out of the gate of, into your podcast story um, about how you got into Volkswagen. But before that, I think we're going to do something a little different this time just right, to start this up. one off. The first thing we're going to start with, we're going to start with when did you meet me and how was that first experience? <laughs> uh <clears throat> Yeah, so I met Bill, uh, for those of you who've been in the game for a while, right? The Crown Plaza used to be the show before the show at the, at the Classic in L.A. And if you're, a, if you're an outcast from Idaho and you roll down to L.A., like, you, you got to show up, you know, you got to show right. up with your, with your crew. So we yeah, roll in and park the buses and grab a cooler. And in comes this, quite frankly, jaw-dropping, badass, red and black bus, big-ass rims on it. Right. Some donks, big brakes, and uh, and he's got his. There's a kind of a bigger guy and a little skinny guy in like leopard skin pants with a red cowboy hat. All kinds oh of. It was gosh. Sean, dude. Yeah, that was, it Sean. was Sean. That was Sean and, for sure. And they back it off. And I mean, this this thing looks the part. The guy's got. He's got a little chip on his shoulder. He's yeah. a big boy. He's got a little <laughs> chip on his shoulder. He pulls it back and won't start. Won't start. Won't start. And we got lawn chairs and beer, man. And we were just like. We're going to watch this show and we just start ripping on this guy. We're like, bro, do you check the points? Hey, what? Hey, oh, man, that thing looks good. Oh, too bad it doesn't run. Do you need some help pushing it to the show? We're just ripping this guy. And uh, it turned out to be a really cool cat. And his name's uh, Bill T from Las <laughs> Vegas or something. And so what, what you guys what you guys might not notice is that uh, sometimes when you're debuting a car, you're under a lot of pressure. And then when you get a guy that just starts rolling up and he doesn't know you, you're already stressing out. You're 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 getting stage fright now because you're out in front of everybody, and just some dude just starts busting your chops. You know he's a good cat. So uh, that's the first time that we met. And I remember that to this day because I'd had my. I think well the issue is I had the vice grips because earlier that night we had just put the fuel. We literally finished the car in the parking lot, drove it around. You guys must have showed up a little bit late, and then we ended up um, going to the. Went out on a ride, came back, and then somehow when the fuel pump had knocked loose, we ended up bolting it up, but I had left the vice grips on there, and that was causing the fuel starvation. And and then I had all the guys from Idaho giving me all kinds of pointers, and it was super great. So, so. so I didn't know his real name. We just called him Vice Grip for like the next 10 years. I'm like, hey, you remember Vice Grip in the parking lot? <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. So that's the first time that we met, but we always kind of, we'd see each other at shows and kind of bust chops on each other every time we saw each other. So it's, it's always been a good time. And, uh, you know, I used to see a bunch and then after a while, it's like, sometimes you see guys, life happens and things happen and you don't see the guys at the show all the time. And then we connected again. And then, um, I actually had some listeners reach out to me and say like, Hey man, you gotta get Troy Wheeler on there. And I'm like, I know Troy, man, let me get him on the podcast. So now that we got the story about how you met me out of the way, let's get into what we normally get into, which is your VW story and how you got into Volkswagens, man. So it was pretty simple. Um, where I'm in uh, like probably seventh or eighth grade. I got a buddy, you know, middle school or it was like junior high. And I got a buddy named Rob Chase. Who's, uh, his family is pretty mechanical. He rides the school bus home. You know, this is pre the internet or anything else. And right. we're two boys out back throwing rocks at like the fence. And he sees a doom buggy that my dad had in the barn. And my dad was the kind of guy that when the oil needed change, that thing was worn out. Like he was getting rid of that because right. it, it wasn't fixing nothing. It was gone. And so Rob goes, hey, you want to get that running? And I, I looked at him and I said, you can do that? And he's like, yeah, we can do that. And so 
literally we were bringing parts home in our pocket from his dad's house and and i think we even just like jerried a gas can in the back seat didn't you know the gas lines were all plugged up and we got this little dune buggy running and we drove it around we had like two and a half acres which isn't enough to do really anything right we drove it around in circles till we ran out of gas and all i was we couldn't drive on the street uh and i was hooked i was like hey cars are freedom like that was my yeah the moment where i went Cars are freedom, and this is awesome. Yeah, your space of, of where you can travel to has now just grown immensely, even if it's illegal driving through the neighborhood. Dude, still a good time. Yeah, just it just opens up your doors, and you start to get this exploration attitude like, you know what? I wonder what it would be like to drive to 7-Eleven, you know? <laughs> so – you get that you get that Volkswagen. Now this is in this is in San Diego area or no, this, this is in Idaho. This is in Idaho. Idaho, yeah. I'm, so you're in Idaho because you're by way of San Diego. You grew up in Southern California. Uh, I was in LA actually, LA, LA area. area, and we left there when I was like five. You know, so so I spent my adult life, all my life really in yeah, Idaho. most of your life in Idaho, yeah, which yeah. is how you ended up being one of the bus pilots, which which we'll get into that in, in a little bit. But so your first car that you get, what's the first car that you get? Your first Volkswagen. Uh, as a 68 VW bug. And the, the deal was my dad, you know, after the, after the dune buggy thing, my dad said, uh, Hey, uh, I'll match whatever you can save up over the summer. I'll, I'll loan you, not give you, it was mm-hmm. my dad loan you the equivalent of that. And so I flipped some burgers and, you know, mowed some yards and got 400 bucks Nice. and I had 800 bucks and I didn't have, I wasn't going to buy a VW. I just needed a car cause that's freedom. And I flipped open the Sunday paper when that was a thing. And I'm looking, to, you know, Monte Carlo, whatever right. it was, you know, 1200. Nope. Can't afford that. You know, right. and I, I'm running out of options. I'm getting down to the V's at the end and like 68 Volkswagen runs good. 800 bucks. And that was it, man. That was it, huh? Yeah. So what became of the 68 Volkswagen? You know, I, I took such good care of that car. Like the time that little old lady rear-ended me, instead of replacing the apron and the fender, I just kind of pulled it out a little bit and I bought some MP8 spokes on a Lord Beam. I like, I like your style. <laughs> I like your style. Uh, you know, uh, the back seat didn't need that. Sir Win Vegas and like, you know, the worst like, I like it. crossover and I like it. plywood. Yeah. Uh, so I it, mean, listen, when you're a young man and you have a car and some of you kids nowadays uh, might understand this, but some of you guys might not, but... When you're younger and you have a car like that, the most important thing is a stereo. That's the first thing you get is a stereo. And then after you get the stereo, then maybe wheels or whatever, you know what I mean? But that's like the process, right? Sounds first, then looks. The last thing you're going to touch is any kind of reliability or performance. So you get the 68 the, the, the sixty-eight Beetle. Now, now, what's the scene in Idaho like? Because I'm from Vegas. So what is the VW scene in Idaho? And how did you get introduced into the scene? Yeah, it's it's surprisingly vibrant, which is really weird because um, it's such a, especially then, it's a really small town. Um, but there's a bunch of pretty hardcore guys up there. So I'm like, you know, working at the Burger Shack one night and in comes a guy in a red, I'll never forget it, uh, red Lord Beetle. I have no idea what year it was, but, you know, chrome fire, no deck lid, chrome firewall, center lines, nice. you know, shining at night. I'm looking out the window and I'm like, his name was Eric Howard. I, I learned later and I'm like, I want that. Yeah. Um, and so that just started it. And then there was, uh, you know, a couple cool cats around and I was like, I moved up from the, from the bug into, into some other vehicles. And then, so you then have, you got your bug for a while. And then when do you get into the bus scene? Cause the bu- bus is how I met you. You're a bus guy when I met you, but 
and, and making that transition because I think you're quite a bit older than me, but uh, I mean a, a little bit, but but like there's the time when like it's in the 80s and early 90s and bugs are all cool and buses didn't get cool for a while and then buses start getting cool. What what makes you pick a bus and get into and get into buses? Yeah, so I um I had a 64 like bathtub roadster bright green yellow scallops, you know, just creating center lines. You had a Dukes of Hazard over the doors. Um Did you did you build that car? I did and a buddy of mine, uh, buddy of mine, Louis Conklin Boise that built a lot of really cool stuff out of like the worst little rickety garage in his dad's backyard you've ever seen built that. I traded him like a lawnmower, a CBR, you know, nice. 500 with a flat rear tire, you know, a six pack of beer. I got my uncle to buy and right. like, you know, a handful of and change. And that's how you ended up with, the green, ended up the, with green the green car, car. Huh? And so I took that to California and won some trophies with it and, and did some stuff. And we actually drove it. I was going to say, when you take it to California, cause back in those days, I mean, dude had no sense. You would just hop in the car and drive it to California. Dude, we jumped in the car. <laughs> a roadster. A roadster. No top. It's a uh, no top. Do you have a spare? Uh, I think we did have a spare at one point. I'm not, I'm not hundred percent on that, but right. it was like 1200 miles. We were listening. We're drinking Gatorade and slathering sunscreen. There's not enough sunscreen in the world to keep right. you from getting sunburned in 12 hours, each direction in the sun. Yeah. Um, got stuck in the Rodney King riots in that car. Did you really? Yes. We're listening to CDs rolling through Stockton, California and, uh, get a flat tire we run over our tread, it rips up, and so so we got to find a tire store. We, so this date is is the date that they had the OJ trial, the verdict, and then all of a sudden riots start breaking out everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, you guys are just there with a flat tire, just happen to be going no to idea. A, a car show, and like, hey man, what's all this commotion? Yeah. yeah. So we get out. We're just a bunch of white guys from Idaho hanging out. What's up, guys? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They're looting the mall and burning it, and here's this car sitting up. You know this. This blend in uh, green and green and yellow roadster with scallops. Right. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here, guys. Um, so anyway, had had some adventures with that. Anyway, I did. I did here's the. I did the show scene in those, and I was like, you know, I just I just burn it. I just like you seen one bug, you seen them all. And buses, people weren't doing buses, right? I mean, there was guys with buses. I wasn't the first, obviously, but you know, I was just like, God, I want to do something different, and. Uh, I started picking up bus. They were available in fields, right? And you could, yeah. and nobody wanted them. Like you would leave fourteen buses in the junkyard to get a W a deck lid. You know, swim across the canal with oh, yeah. a W deck lid. And hey, there's a five spoke on that car. Get it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares about that old bus? Yeah, over nobody there? cares about those hippie boxes. Yeah. yeah. So and so you so your first bus that you end up getting is what year? The very first bus I got, I bought two of them from a, a buddy of mine out of his field. He's a little older than I am uh, for 800 bucks. One was a, a 61, 21, 21 window. That was my first bus for oh, nice. $800, but right. I got another one for free, which is like it's, a, six, a two for deal. A, a 65, like a, just a standard, nothing, nothing fancy, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. They have buses. I mean, my bus, I paid uh hundred dollars for my bus in Goldfield, Nevada. You had a way better deal than I got, man. Well, I mean, my with the crazy part is my it was original paint. All the everything was there. It was missing the engine, the tranny was out of it, and the back bumper was kind of roached, but and no middle seat. Other than that, it was it was complete. But back then, you know, I mean, my buddy Scott, that you know, Scott, he he picked up. I did a road trip one time from Vegas to Reno, and I uh, went with a buddy of mine who went to go look at a Volkswagen. And as we're driving through all the small towns, Goldfield and Mina, and all these little towns from here to Reno. We're just driving through spotting these Volkswagens. We had a Polaroid camera with us taking pictures. 
and Scott Scott was like, I had my bus, and he's like, dude, I want to get a bus, man. I said, you want a bus? I open up my wallet like George Costanza, and I pull out this piece of paper with this dude's phone number on it. I'm like, <laughs> right here, bro. He it was a it was a '67 white on white 13 window deluxe on the corner of the intersection at Shures, Nevada, where the highway splits off right there. It uh, goes to Shures and then goes to I think Dayton, and uh, 400 bucks towed it back on New Year's Eve. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> like yeah. you could buy a bus, and and buses were kind of like it, it was funny because in the in the, in the car scene we looked at buses like they were really foreign. The tranny was different, the front beam was different, all these parts were kind of different. So you couldn't just do like a Carmen Ghia brake swap or whatever the case was, and then fit in a set of wheels to them, trying to get over those big huge drums. I mean, that's a, that's a whole different deal. So your first bus, the 21 window, whatever happens to that thing? You know, I never really, I never really made it very far on that one. I got distracted with, with some other stuff and yeah, so I lowered it. I put a bus boys beam in it, lowered it. I think it had center lines on it. I might've kept the center lines off the green car. I, I can't remember. Right. I got a picture of my oldest son, like when he's two in the safari window in the front and then it went to a friend of mine and I still know where it's at. It's still unrestored, untouched, sitting in a buddy of mine's garage today. Really? Yeah, in uh, no Tellumville. That's yeah. That's a that that's a that, that's a pretty good pretty good uh, deal, right? He got if he bought, bought it way back then. Yeah, he bought it way. Yeah, yeah. dude, I think I sold it for twelve hundred because I was making. I was hey, bro, money, man. I'm about to make a lot of money yeah, and sell right, this bus for right. twelve hundred bucks. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's four hundred percent. That's fifty percent profit. Yeah. I mean, look, it's dude, a good guy deal. And that's how you get rich. That's how you get. Rich. So, um, you get so you get your. Your first bus, which is the twenty one, and then you end up building the uh, sixty. What what year is the bus? The sixty, the summer fun bus. The summer fun bus. So you start building yeah. that, like what ninety three, ninety five, ninety four ish, probably ninety four. Yeah. And buses are pretty. They're pretty rare at that time. You don't really see a bunch of those out there. And this bus was actually on BRMs, and I remember, and it may have been. You know what? Now, now it's all coming together. When I saw your bus in the BRMs, um, that may that may have uh, made me not want to put mine on. Just because you're well, the thing with doing cars is you were always trying to do something different. Right. You know what I mean? You were trying you're trying to be different and stand out. But uh, BRMs had to be like brand new when you put those on there. Like yeah. they're just the, the hottest wheel out. They, they were the. I mean, repop obviously the original yeah, yeah. one's been around for forever. But yeah, no, it was it. Like nobody's got a bus on BRMs. That, dude, that's exactly how my mind works. Yeah. I was like, what can I do that's like, you know, doesn't look silly, yeah. but also it's a little different. And every, and everybody has it. And if, and if you guys go to our Let's Talk Dubs, uh, Let's Talk Dubs YouTube page and you go through some of the videos, there is a video of, of the story of my bus. And you'll see a picture of my bus in factory paint sitting on a set of BRMs as I was mulling it over and going through magazines trying to find buses on BRMs. Because that wasn't an easy fit to fit the BRMs on there. If you look in the in the cover photo, uh-huh. one of the dog legs is bowed because that wheel's it, going on there. It, the 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 <laughs> when we turned with like four guys in it, it just it just clipped the and just bowed the the dog leg out just a little bit. So yeah, they they did not fit well. Yeah, that's nuts. And that was a that was a camper bus. It was a camper bus. Yeah, I found it. Um, my wife's from a, a a smaller town in Idaho, and there's a huge wrecking yard there. I mean, a huge wrecking yard. It's well known by all the hot rod guys. And um, you know, like most wrecking yards, it's a crotchety old guy that doesn't like to sell things. Is that the one that I saw on, on like um, on Hot Rod TV? Like the probably the one that the what's the show where they where the guys drive? They build beaters and just take them on road trips. Well. Um, road trip. Yeah, that's what 
Roadkill. Roadkill. Yeah, we're talking to Tommy over here. <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tommy's Tommy rolled in with uh, with Troy over here from Austin. So shout out to Tommy. Um. So. Oh, so yeah. So so I pick it up from this junkyard, and mm-hmm. I, look, I'm, I go through the whole junkyard. I'm looking for parts, looking for buses. There's a bu- there's a camper bus over there, which was not my first pick, obviously. But I mean, it's com- like camper lame. It is complete. And it's not even a Westie. It's like an American th- camper of yeah. all things. Stupid super right? camper. Dumb camper. Right. <laughs> like, right. It's so funny because back then you're like, I don't want a camper. Dude. And meanwhile, today people are like killing for campers because campers are more rare, especially like an American made camper company, like all these things that were, it's like bizarro world, right? All the things that were worth nothing back then are worth everything now. And it's just, it's just nuts. Yeah. It didn't need any rust repair. It had been hit in the back. And the, so the rear corners were, were, Dented pretty good, but not stretched beyond repair. And it was rust free and it was like 100% complete. And I was like, How much do you want for that? And he's like, I'll take 600. And I was like, Sold. And then I got literally, I had to go back to my wife's at my in laws and I'm like, Hey, honey, remember that little? I told you I was just going to go down there and look. Well, you know, I I bought a bus. I got to come back and pick it up next week. So we'll get to see your mom and dad again. How'd that go over? Uh, She. I mean, we've been together a while. She's really good with it now. Yeah. Like at, th- at that point, mm-hmm. we were still in the like, you know, honeymoon, honeymoon phase. phase. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. that's so cute. He's yeah. so handy. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just such a dang handy she, guy. When, when I sold it to Japan and uh, paid, put the down payment on the second house we built. Yeah. She was like, yeah, okay, maybe this hobby doesn't suck so bad after yeah. all. Yeah. And so, so that's the end of the story for that bus. That bus went to Japan, huh? It did. Yeah. And so when I met you... What bus did you have at that time? That's a good question. Because that would have been 2002. Uh, you know what? I was driving my, I had a green and white a Turkish uh, 63 and a half, three quarters, which is weird because it had a mix of 64 and 63 parts. It was like they going a little ran lind- out of doors. You're going a little lind on me. Lind. I got you, bro. Sorry. I got you. 62 and a half, three quarters. Yeah, I got, yeah, yeah, I caught that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it, it, uh, it was a bus that um, I'm kind of known for my let's not paint a car. Let's not paint the fun out of a car. Let's primer it. So it was right. tinted primer, top and bottom, lowered, nothing fancy, 1600 IRS. Uh, I think I did have a two inch narrowed beam, drop spindles, et cetera, et cetera. But, but that bus was a road warrior. I mean, I drove that. Okay. Again, it's 16 hours from Boise to LA. And we would get in and do that like every year. Like when I was yeah, doing a lot, I'd come yeah. see you guys or yeah. you know, run into you down there. And we didn't trailer them. We just got in and drove the dang no, thing. And that, and, that, and that was a, I mean, that thing was a bomber, dude. I mean, I, like for you guys to make that trip. See, I, and, and I don't know if, it, for me, my excuse, like why we don't drive from Vegas to there. It's because A, it's summertime. And I'm not, I have no intention of being a bus for you know, two hours when it's 120 degrees outside. It's not fun when you have options. When you didn't have options, it was different. I remember saddling up my 60, uh, my 62 bug and driving that thing with, uh, the only upholstery that was in that thing was the sheepskin seat cover over the metal springs. Other than that, it was barren. And like, I drove that thing from here to Canyon country, California with 135s in the front. I just thought it was no, this was no stereo, no Walkman days. It was just like, just cruising. And, uh, but now when you get a little older and you start and you like realize the consequences of things, you're just like, eh. but I mean, to, to cruise that bus like that, our, our biggest issue from Vegas to here is between the heat and mountain and mountain pass. You got to go through that big, huge Baker Ridge. There's two big mountains that'll take out your car from here to LA. But you guys coming down from Idaho, I mean, on the map, it's mostly downhill. 
Am I wrong? No, you got to you got to either <laughs> pop over somewhere. You got to go over the Sierras. You got to yeah. pop over Donner Summit and go that way, or we'd run down to like. But Donner Summit's not a thousand degrees in the summer, is it? No, no, it's cool. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a little different. Enough. And for us, like living here in Vegas, we're always like when we get down. Every guy from Vegas or Phoenix goes to California. Is like, oh yeah, bro, my car runs so much better down here because the air. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. because it's a cool, yeah. you know, it's like a 70, 72 yeah. degrees or whatever. So that's. Maybe that's our excuse. I do remember we did. We've done a couple. Like we'll do the trip in February. Like we've done a couple years ago. We did the Octo trip in February, and that's no big deal. But the biggest thing is like just going across the hottest part of the world, you know, for uh, an hour in that in a bus and risking that. I, so. I, I live in Texas now, man. I feel your I feel your heat, bro. Yeah, yeah. Heat. So and that's and that's another interesting thing we're gonna we're gonna get into because we're gonna talk about the differences of the different scenes here, there, and, and wherever that we go. So. Uh, so, and at the time that I meet you, it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird time because buses are, I don't even know if they're that cool yet. You know what I mean? Like it's starting to kind of go in the bus direction a little bit because you see all these bugs, but no one's really doing buses that are like super cool and devastating. And Cause I think and what it comes to is like when cars come out in the magazine and you see something that's just like, oh man, that's so cool. It inspires you to want to get something like that. And I think that's one of the things that happens, I remember there was, there was always when there was buses that were super dope, there was only a handful. Like I remember in the, in like 89 Jamboree, there was a, down at Irvine, went down there and there was a black bus and it was next to Burt Silas's oval that had like the cube style interiors, this funky cube interior. It was a 21 window that was just black and white on 16 inch alloys. And it was just like, and when you saw them like that, or like the one that used to be on the cover of VW Trans, the one with the girl, Ban over with the it's earthquake with the stickers, yeah, like just just some some of those things were so or like Billy Shore's bus and stuff like yeah. that. Like those were the buses, but there weren't that many of them. And then now we move into the bus world, and then you have your so you sell you so you sell the sixty, you put your down payment on your house. What's yeah. and then yeah. at the time I meet you, you're driving your sixty three point two and three quarter and seven eighths <laughs> March. <laughs> And then you have that bus for how long? Oh, dude, I have that bus for like 10 years probably. And, I mean, what, ha- and what happened to that bus? I, I ended up selling it eventually, which is probably the one one of the cars I regret selling, only because I had a lot of memories in it. Like right. it's, a, it's, a, it's just a memory thing. Sure. Um, but like it was a, a, one of my favorite stories, a daily driver. So I daily drove that. And I'm a, I'm, I'm a suit and tie guy. It's, right. You know, I spent a lot of time in my life in a suit and tie, daily driving this thing. And so I'm – literally suit and tie. You like know? you'll show up at a meeting and people are like, you like, drove that roached out dude, piece of exactly. crap bus. Like, bro, how bad is things? Like, exactly. I think he does crack. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I, I'm speeding. Uh, I get pulled over. Right. And up comes, you know, a fine officer. Johnny law. Johnny law comes rolling up and right. he's thinking, I got myself a dirty hippie. This is going to be a good day. Right. And he looks in the window and here's a clean cut kind of, round face dude in a suit and he is just it just pissed him off he was really? like really i'm like yeah what's wrong you know how you know what's wrong she's like wow right, right, right. Just, i just see i just ruined his day because he yeah. wasn't gonna get that that's ha- funny hassle me or something but anyway yeah so i i sold that one and then um I, so when i sold when i sold the 60 the camper and when it went to japan put mm-hmm. the money in the bus uh i was still in the scene going to california and, uh, you know, by then I like, I was going to like Charlie Hamble's barbecue who, you know, puts on, this is one of the guys. That puts yeah. On I've never that. been invited. Thanks. Well, thanks bro. Dude, I'll see. I'll yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Tommy's, I even been Tommy. there. Tommy's not even on the I, microphone I took, I took and Tommy's Tommy. been there. 
That's fantastic. Thanks. So, Appreciate it, guys. So, so when I brought, when I, and I, you know, he likes to stock things. He, mm-hmm. he lands. That's probably why I've never been invited because I'm the purest. The big meets so, bus so, burnout. Dude. So so Charlie says he comes out in a very Charlie way. He says, "I don't like custom buses, but this one's not too bad." And I was like, "All right, I want to take I want to take that as nice. all right, man. I got the Charlie Hamill half one eyed one eyed yeah. seal of approval." Um, don't tell anybody if you ever say yeah, this. If I'll you ever say that, uh, yeah, on a podcast, I'll kill you. Um, so anyway, so so I send that over, and I'm like. I'm walking through, I'll never forget. I'm walking through one of the kind of the end of the, the era of the Soto before it mm-hmm. turned Octo kind of happened. And uh, Dave Hurd's taking money at the door and we go in and uh, we're at the like boys and girls club or something like that. And I see, I see a barn door panel with gray primer with Judson logo all down the huge Judson logo on the side. Yeah. And the deck lids up and there's two dudes sitting in those real shorty lawn chairs, the real short right. ones. With like hibachi and a cooler and like cool sunglasses. These guys just looked the part, right? Right. And it turns out it's George from the butcher shop is who it is. And I'm not sure who was with him at the time. And I, and you've talked before about selling the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just looked at those two dudes and that, like, they, they had shade. They had this big lid over them for shade. The barn doors used as a, like a, a shade can, structure. It was a canopy. And I was like, I, that's it. It was, it was just struck by lightning. I, I'm going to own one of those. Right. One day. Period. I'll get the barn door. And, and so that was just etched in my mind. And then I was like, you know what? Um, I'm kind of one of those guys. I'm a dog. My wife would say, when he gets his teeth and just he's a dog on a bone, like won't let right. it go kind of guy. And so I was like, I'm going to own one of those. So I put the word on the street and I was like, I'm in the, in the market for a barn door. Um, at, which really meant like, look, this is a, you know, if you're from Boise, Idaho, they're going to assume you, you just grow potatoes or something. <laughs> so right. The California guys were like, oh, there's a fish on, like right. fish in the water. We're going to get you. Let, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. We're going to give you the stuff that nobody down oh, here Oh, I will got buy. a barn door for you, boy. Yeah. Uh, so. So you, but, but before before the barn door hunt, or do you, at this time, do you have the, the double cab? Because yeah. the next couple of years, last time I, the last time I saw you at the Classic, you were driving the, the Nürburgring double cab yeah so so i actually bought the barn door first mm-hmm. and then um you know pre-gerson and all that stuff the the parts were too hard to get like you, you had to cut up three other barn doors to build one and it was hard enough for me to find one at that time, right um especially where i you know lived so i, I went and bought a, a, a 60 no 60 yeah seam cab uh a seam gate double cab mm-hmm and uh, again, dude, I wanted to stick out. I want to do something. And I hated the the thing I hated about the summer fun buses. It was painted so nice. I worried about it all the time. It just right. I painted all the fun out of that car. It's a car that everybody loved. You know, VW of America used it in their ads for for God's sake. Um, and I just hated it. I was always worried. You're about a nervous it. wreck cruising dude, was, around. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd be relax. I'd be sitting in the movie with my wife and be thinking, Oh God, so I hope nobody's scratching it. Oh no, who's touching it? Oh man, you know. And yeah. So I just, I, it wasn't joyful for me, which is why I love the green bus because I just drove the snot out yeah, of it. Yeah, everybody kind of goes through that phase. Like you're, you're, you have this goal to have a super nice car, then you get a super nice car, and then you're just a wreck. You're oh. like, Oh, this is terrible. Yeah, it wasn't fun. And and so uh, I, I buy this uh, really. It's repainted, but it looks original paint, basically mm-hmm. double cab uh, from a, a guy up in up in Idaho. And then I said, "What? Can, what's the craziest thing I can do? What's what's something nobody's done?" And I thought, Nuremberg, yeah, the Nuremberg ring. I'll build that. And I, you know, I'd seen fire trucks and ambulances, and I was like, 
I'm going to build a Nurburgring safety truck. And so I'm Google, you know, I'm trying to find any, like anything to base right. it in reality. There's no reality to that. I just made all that stuff. Right. Wrong, but I was like, I'm going to do it. And so, uh, painted the bumpers and, you know, scuffed them all off. And the guy, you should have seen the, the, the body shop that I did. And it was a buddy of mine work for a guy. And we paint these brand new bumpers, shiny, right? They're orange and white. Yeah. And we immediately take the sandpaper to him and just start, and start scuffing the snot out of him. And he's just like, what, what are, you, are doing? you guys doing? Yeah. Uh, That's rad. So I remember seeing that bus and you had, it had that big, uh, the yellow light on the top and uh ebay germany thank you yeah like like seeing a <laughs> seeing a lowered bus like that like I, and, and i kind of like that your style was like i don't even care like i'll do my own style which which is which i i can really appreciate that you know because obviously my bus when i debuted my bus it wasn't really everybody was kind of like what like what is that like why would you put 17s on a bus that's ridiculous or whatever the case was but i always appreciate other guys that don't care about what everybody does you know, so that's it's an important part of I think expressing yourself through your car. Dude, that's exact. I I I do it for me. Like, I, look, I'm I want to be a what do you call it a curbside hero? Curbside I'm, superstar. I, I call right myself. I, I, I come. I come, I'm an attention whore, but I like to do it in a subtle way. <laughs> right. Like, I'm not the guy. Oh out me? There. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, I just like yeah. I just like you know. I like to I like to make a splash. I like to do something that you know gets yeah. people. But but I I do it like. At the end of the day, I do it for me, yeah. Because and I do what I like, and if you don't like it, like that's okay. You don't have to like it. I love it. And and what's the so the scene we talked about? You said the scene up in Idaho is super vibrant, but as as this time is changing, like everybody's starting to get into buses. Like there's this this wave where everybody starts getting buses, and then obviously you're you're when I met you, you're one of the Idaho bus pilots, and I'm just like, bro. I'll be honest with you. I was like, what kind of club is Idaho bus pilots? Like what, like their buses have wings. Like what is this going on over here? But you guys are like a pretty cool group of guys that were just down to have fun and just hanging out at the, at the classic, you know, when I, at least when I met you guys. And so, you know, I just liked that you guys just kind of like had a, we could care less kind of attitude. You know what I mean? And so, um, the evolution you're there at the beginning of that club. And now who are some heavy hitters or some people that people might know in Idaho that are VW guys? Yeah, there's a, so Lynn Bjornson mm -hmm. who's a really good friend of mine. Um, and a guy named Louis Conkle that I talked about rebuilding the roadster. He mm -hmm. built like a literally in the backyard, built a mid engine roadster notch, like peach and teal. He'll, he'll say he didn't in the eighties, right. but he did. Right. It's amazing. Um, and, and so there's a, there's some really hardcore heavy hitter kind of guys up there that were just doing cool stuff. And, you know, Lynn's a world renowned, if not the, one of the bus experts in the world now. And he yeah. was just a dude I hung out with and played VWs. And, and oh. so the scene up there, I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty strong. I mean, you know, we talked about it earlier. We, we've been hanging out for a, a little while today and we talked about some of the interesting aspect of of when you know when you put on an event or you do something and you're looking to your local community for some vw support sometimes things get super weird and and like factioned out you know what i mean and like you said when you showed up at the classic you were like oh well you know because you no matter how cool you are if you're rolling up from idaho the california guys are like so you guys try to ease your way into the waters by starting the shallow end going to the vegas guys who are the other unaccepted guys <laughs> but it's it's pretty funny you know because at least we're not as bad as texas guys but now you're in texas so we'll have to talk about texas guys in a little bit yeah, but yeah. but you know it's it's one of those things where as you as you assess the, the landscape i i gotta be i was 
I got to be honest. The first time when I brought my Type 34 gear down, people have heard me cry about this before. When I brought my Type 34 gear down, the the year I debuted it, and I and I had never gone to like the Type 3, like ISP West or any of those places before. And I was like, well, they're doing an open house. This is the Type 34 Gia, and this should be pretty cool to bring it over there. And I rolled up over there, bro, and like nobody, nobody said a word to me. Nobody talked to me. Everybody was just kind of like, I was, it was the weirdest thing, man. And I was just kind of like really annoyed, really annoyed by the whole thing. Like, man, bro, like, what's the deal, bro? Like, like I, I brought a fairly nice Type 34 Gia over here. Right. But everybody over here seems a little too busy to, I don't know. It was just, it was just a, it was just a weird scene. And I think, especially when we're, when we're, when we live out of the, the, the state of VW that everybody assumes California is, sometimes it's not such a, such an easy, like, Hey guys, what's up? What's going on? You know, have you experienced some of that doing VW scene? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so on one hand, like you said, like, the bar is pretty low, dude. If I show up with the Idaho plate on it, man, the bar is low. Right, right. The right. They're not expecting really a lot yeah. out of you. Yeah. So, so if you bring some game like that, that's that's good. But yeah, it's really tough, you know. Like I, I, I don't want to rub rub salt in a wound, bro. Oh, I don't want to do that. But like, I felt really blessed that Charlie's like, hey, man, come on over and have some pizza. I was sure, like, thanks, bro. Oh wow, yeah, this, bring that up. Again. This is awesome. No, uh, but um, yeah, just you know, it's episodic, right? Like yeah. I, I got a job, I got kids, I got, you know, other things I like to do as much as everything, everything starts going through this, this cycle of like, and, and, and so, yeah, I can buzz down to an Octo show or a classic, you know, but I can't go every year and, and right. I can't go to bad Camberg every time, but I get to go once. Right. Um, and so when you're not in that, I think the, I think the internet helps with like social media and keeps uh, everybody connected, helps with some of that a mm-hmm. lot now. Um, but, you know, a while ago it was much, much harder. And so like, there's a couple guys that I only see there's Dave Saunders out of California. He was one of the first guys with a cool, but in my opinion, like a really cool bus, you know, Fuchs, all that stuff. Um, pretty custom guy. I met him when we were kid, literally kids at a car show and we're friends today because of that. But I haven't seen him in probably now six years because I haven't, we haven't run each other to the car show. Yeah. Um, you know, um, no, well it's kind of, it's kind of those things cause you and I met like all those years ago and then like within 15 minutes, we're just back to being like just yeah. two freaking car idiots, just talking stupid car stuff. And it's like, it's funny because you don't, you don't see that in a lot of other hobbies. Well, maybe you do. I don't know because this is the majority of my hobby, but, it, and it's, I think it's especially different with, um, with VW guys, because I've had, I mean, as you saw in my garage, I've got a Riviera, I've got some other cars and had a Mustang one time. And, you know, I go hang out at the Mustang meets and, you know, it's just a different, it's just a different kind of guy. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a different, the, the bu- you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, and no, I can't no. put my finger on totally. it, but I, every time I've hung out with VW guys, it's, there's, it's always been like this. A lot of my really close friends are guys that I met here just from Volkswagens. And although, you know, we're all in different worlds, we all do different things for work and whatever the case is, we all kind of have that Volkswagen connection, which, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about the VW. If it's, if it's just like, because it's such a humbling car or I I don't know, I I can't explain it, but I I definitely know that there's in the same respect and how sometimes when you're coming into different scenes, um, it's a little different if it's a little different, like when we go to California, it just seems different or whatever. But you know, I'm the kind of guy, like one of my buddies I met here in town, there was, we were standing at a car wash and some guy comes up to me and says, 
hey, I saw that Volkswagen sticker on the back of your truck. Do you got a Volkswagen? Then I didn't know the guy. I was like, oh, yeah. So we ended up talking for like a half an hour at the car wash while our cars are getting washed. And then, you know, we end up becoming good buddies. And I invite him to over the, the car meet and all this kind of stuff. And so he's super stoked. He's like, yeah, I've been wanting to do some VW stuff, but, you know, no one's ever invited me or that, that kind of stuff. And so I don't know. It's, it's different. What's your what's your take on on that like regionally like how so let me ask this question transitioning into that how did you get how did you acclimate being a uh an enthusiast now we're older enthusiasts right, right. so and we move you, so you move to new city right so you go from idaho you go from boise down to austin and then how's the transition getting into the scene in austin it's, uh, it was a little rough. I'm not going to lie, right? So Because you're showing up like, hey, I'm a VW guy. Hey, look, there's a 74 Super Beetle. Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, bro. You got, <laughs> like, you're chasing him down. Like, hey, bro, where's the club meet? And the guy's like, what club? What club are you talking about? Like, like the Volkswagen club. Like, what's a Volkswagen? Like, you're driving one. Like, uh, oh, yeah, wrong guy, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think, all right, so here's what I, this is just Troy's take on the VW, right? There's the. There's the bus camper guys, mm-hmm. right? And they're and they're hey, look, some of those people are my friends, but it's not how I choose to spend my like, you know, the the limited time I have to spend on my hobby. You're not looking to spend a whole weekend watered uh, up at a park. No, I'm not. I'm not. It's just not me. It's just not my style. But, right. But the, those people are out there. There's the swap guys, right? That are all about like the swap money. Media. Is their social? They hour have their 15 window <laughs> bus that they've had for 46 yep. years, and they pull out their nine blue crates, yep. and there's yep. all the stuff that's really high priced. The chicken wire. Yeah, we're all friends until you need a part. Yeah, then it's business. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know the guys. You know those guys. Uh, then there's yeah, there's always the nice the the wonderful family with the super beetle convertible with the Snoopy like the gigantic Snoopy mm-hmm. in the back seat. It's, it's mandatory. Yeah, you got to have that white. Well, and that black. or Herbie. Yeah, Herbie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and then and then there's a smattering of other folks, and then and then to break it down even further, right? You got the Lind, who's a super stock kind of a mm-hmm. you know the the super stock guys the. <laughs> the Greg Nobles and, and the Charlie Hamels and a bunch of other folks I could name, but you know, the real stock people. And then you got the, just the camper folks. And then there's even a smaller breed. And I'd argue you and I are probably part of that really small sliver of that, which is like, yeah, yeah, I like buses and I need to haul my family and you know, I'll have a hibachi, but dude, I want to go 85. Right. And I want to stop when the guy in front of me stops, yeah. we're going to lock them up. Yeah. And when the light goes green, we're going to lay some rubber and we're going to go. And that's a tough crowd to find. And I haven't figured out what causes that because like, you Dude, know, it's underdog syndrome. It is. That's what, they, that's <laughs> what it is. Syndrome, like, Oh yeah. Man. Go ahead. Laugh at this bus yeah. as I'm going to take your lane lady in your, <laughs> in your Dodge caravan. It's a battle. And you wait till this light hits green. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, why is this idiot yeah. revving it up in a bus? And then you just <laughs> laid it down and straightened her life out. She didn't know she was in the right. race. Now she that's knows right. she lost. But yeah, it's, it's something different because I could never figure it out. Like, I, you know, in my head, it was always like, oh, bro, how cool would that be? Like a lowered bus that's a, not just good looking, but like super fast because there's those ones. And it's funny because I see some of those cars, like you see a car that's totally devastating. You're checking out, like, ah, oh, bro. They open the deck, looks like a 1600 dual port. And you're like, are you kidding me, bro? a lump in her pants like what is going on here like you know what i mean like it's the biggest like it's like yeah, oh man it's yeah, so rad yeah. and then you open up and not to diss anybody that's into stock motors but it's like you're looking and my most my greatest appreciation are cars that there's like a theme followed through the whole thing so if it's like race inspired do race inspired through the whole thing do like i it, there's nothing more and I think there's, I'm a fan of the ridiculous, like, holy crap, that's ridiculous, dude. Who There's nobody needs 600 horsepower in Volkswagen, but sure, if you can get it, why not, right? 
So it, it's, the performance bus guy is definitely because it's the stupidest thing in the world, right? The performance bus, but according uh, actually according to uh you're pushing a gigantic lunchbox down the road at speed that's your goal but also interestingly enough uh and one day i may have him on the podcast because he has a vw story he had a vw bus it's uh uh brock peter brock for from dotson he had at some point he was in a hang glider group and did performance hang gliding and he built a bus a bay window with a V8 in it, but he talks. So he's more famous for designing the, uh, the Daytona coupe that replaced the GT 40. And he worked for P for, uh, shell Carol Shelby and all that stuff. Anyway, he said, because all his studying of aerodynamics, that the shape of the bus is one of the most aerodynamic things that is out there. And I'm sure his bus was a late model bus and it didn't have the overbite of the fresh air vents. But then again, since you're a performance guy, you went right barn back to the barn door. Nah, look, never mind. It's making Slip sense to me stream, now. Baby. So <laughs> you, so you have the crew cab. The crew cab was super dope. It stood out on its own. Thank you. And, uh, it was at a time we talked about it, it was at a time like, right. And, and there's some sour grapes over there right now. Cause now you look at the magazine, there's all kinds of ratty Tina stuff in yeah. the magazine and your double cab had some sick style. And it's like you got like maybe a blurb in the background of a no magazine. Love. Yeah, I got I got this one little corner over yeah. here with like eight other cars. And there might have been like a twenty three one in front of it, and yours in the yeah. background. But yeah. it's yeah. that whole feeling like, hey, look, my bus in the magazine. Yeah. It's it. It made it. it made I it. Mean, a real uh, so I air quotes debuted, and it really, dude, it wasn't a show car. It was just something I wanted to drive. First time and it's out, it's a debut, out. bro. I I came down here and we did the is it the top twenty five or hot twenty five or whatever. Yeah, the, yeah, the top the twenty out, at the uh, yeah out, outdoors here. There's really great cars there. Nice cars. I didn't even think they're going to let me in. Parked. They brought home a trophy with this scratched up old, scratched up bumper, you know, but it was, it was themed. My opinion, it was themed right. If you could, yeah. if you could muster up the cojones to like be seen in it, it was themed right. But it's, it, it's one of those things like, you know, at, at some point, if you do something like that, you just, cause <laughs> It's funny because I'm thinking about the bull run bus and like anybody that doesn't know anything and, and, and anything about the bull run bus and, they, and, and they're like, you're just an average guy at a stoplight and you see this bus with all these stickers and an O on the side. You're just like, <laughs> you're like, look at like, bro, give me a break. Like, what is this turd? You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's this whole thing that you go through, but it, it's like your bus. It's like this Nürburgring racing safety vehicle. But my favorite is like when people come up and be like, I'm sure you probably have people come up to you and go, did you get this from the Nürburgring? Like, was this oh, totally. actually a safety vehicle? Yes. Oh, yeah. Because I get people come up to the carbon oh, yeah. cab and they're like, oh, that's real carbon fiber, I could tell. I'm like, you, I'm like, you got a good eye player. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a painted, it's painted on with a lacing technique using tool drawer liner that I saw on Hot Rod TV one Saturday. And I was like, there it is. Nice. And then. And then, uh, and I'm not, and, and that's the funny part. Like, I'm not afraid to say, like, I saw it on Hot Rod TV and I thought it would be cool and it fit the theme of my car. And I remember one time, uh, as much as we don't want, like, we don't care about, like, pleasing people, to some degree, we want people to maybe appreciate what we do. We want to get some sort of, like, hey, man, that's cool. Not my style, but I think it's cool and the theme fits or whatever yeah. the case is. And, uh, you know, with with things like that or your bus and people come up to it, it's, it's, it's always fun when people go, yeah, that's real carbon fiber. I can dig it. But one of my favorite things that I get out of one of my cars is, especially with like the carbon cab, like if I'm at a gas station or whatever, some guy in like a $80,000 BMW is checking it out. And he's like, man, that's really sharp, man. 
how much do those go for? I'd like to, that's a nice thing. If you ever want to sell that. And then I'm just like, listen here, son, you can't handle this. Like this is no matter how good she looks, she's got a temper and she's going to leave you on a side. At some point, linkage arm's going to fall off. Something's going to happen. You're calling a tow truck and you're going to sell it. So I can't sell it to you. Cause you know, there's always that, that line of demarcation where you have to be a VW guy because no matter how good it looks, no matter how pretty it is, it's, it's been touched by you and it's probably going to surprise <laughs> you sooner or later. And so there's, there's a special type of individual that can drive a Volkswagen. You know, and I and I just appreciate that the varied people. I mean, as you've seen on the podcast, we've done over ninety episodes so far, and and the variety of people is just so insanely broad in this hobby. But one thing all of those people have is like it's either ignorance or determination or like a little bit of both. Because you know, everybody's to be in this hobby for any amount of time, you've got to be committed to like. It's it's gonna run hot. It's something's gonna happen. Something, but you have to be ready to try to fix it, and also love the hobby enough that you're not ready to throw in the towel. You know what I mean? I do. I do. There's there's two things I love about um, the 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 pleasure, the experience that my hobby brings me. Right. One is the the sheer knowledge that if it breaks, I can fix it. Like I can fix it. I I, I know enough that I mm-hmm. can fix it. And the second thing is like, there's nothing better in my, in, that gets me more excited than knowing that something I put together with my own two hands is going to take me from point A to point B. And if something goes wrong, like I have the knowledge and the skills, you know, in most cases to, to make that happen. Now, does that mean I've been late to some, you know, events that my wife wishes I wasn't late to? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to smell like, well, you smell like car. <laughs> yes. That's what my wife says. You smell like the garage. Yes. Yes. I get that all the time. What's wrong with the garage? I, I, I get that all the time. But yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it just brings, yeah, it is a special part. I mean, I remember uh, a buddy of mine broke his throttle cable on the Oakland Bay Bridge in traffic oh. and his, and there's no show, there's no place to pull off right. on the bridge. His wife is holding the door shut on his legs while he's threading, you know, pulling the pedal and threading a new cable through the through the tunnel. That takes a special kind of person. It yeah. takes a special kind of person to go through that experience and not quit. Right. Like not, I freaking hate this thing. Like yep. you love it. Yep. Every time you look at it, you park it, you turn around, you look at it. And then like yeah. you're sitting there in the middle of the worst scenario and it just kind of leaves you hanging. But it's one of those things that like, VW owners, I think there, there's this there's this love for the hobby, the love for the car. And I think we're part of that group of people that believe each car has like a soul. You know what I mean? Like this car has been through, and I've always thought it'd be so cool like to make a movie. I, I wanted to do it for the Bull Run bus. Like make a movie from the bus's perspective. You know what I mean? Of like it was the shiny new thing that some family was super stoked to get. And then at some point it ends up in the desert in Las Vegas left for dead. You know what I mean? And I just thought like, and I just think it'd be the coolest story. If you could film that story and put together like a, like a little, even a 10 minute short of just like the experience of, from the bus's perspective of just like, okay, they used me up. Now here I'm left for dead. And then in the case of my particular bus, like being brought back another family that cares about it and then puts it back together and then gets that thing out there. And then, now it's on display for everybody to enjoy at the classic or whatever the case and go through the stuff. And then, you know what I mean? Like, I just think it'd be so cool because that's what I think of when I look at my bus and, 
and you know my family like my parents didn't have it wasn't like my dad had, you know we were broke man i was like my dad's like the 74 impala with the yellow door that's the one you can drive <laughs> like <laughs> i don't want to drive it dad just like drop me off you know but we you know we never had anything like that and my kids have been fortunate enough to grow up with like the bus has been around their whole life so my kids look at it like that bus has taken them hundreds of miles if not thousands of miles places but they look at it as it's like part that bus is part of the family. And I've been fortunate enough to have the space to keep stuff and the determination not to sell things when they, when I've had people offer me money for them. And, uh, you know, some people aren't that fortunate or some people are just different points in their life and they can sell stuff and I've sold stuff and whatever, but I think I'd have a hard time getting rid of the, getting rid of the red and black bus, you know, even the carbon cab. Like I think to myself sometimes like, ah, I should sell this thing. And then I'm just kind of like, I get asked all the time if I'd yeah. sell if I'd sell the barn door. I've had that for twenty six whatever more year more than twenty six years or something around there. Yeah, and so the barn door is it's not a long play project. That's a long play project, man. So let's talk about the barn door. Oh, let's okay. let's talk about the story. Okay. Like, so I mean, to get a barn. So so for some of our listeners that don't know what a barn door is, there's a few distinct things that you'll be able to tell from a barn door. And the the where they get the name barn door from is from the rear hatch. This is before the upper hatch was opening, correct? Or do they have a barn door the upper hatch opens? Upper hatch open, optional. It was an, so it was an optional yes. opening upper hatch. And so most barn doors you'll see don't have an optional. Is that a fairly rare option? Fairly rare option. Okay, so uh, the, the lower engine compartment and spare tire sits above in like a little steel hammock above the engine compartment. Like all your stuff that can burn to the ground is all centrally located in one location, the death bomb in the barn door, but it's got a huge, you know, the deck lid's probably three feet by four feet, you know, 12 square feet of steel <laughs> covering that. And then the other distinct notification that you'll have on a barn door is no overhang in the front. There's no fresh air vents on the barn door. So when you set out to get a barn door and what's crazy is like, it's just like split windows, man. Barn doors were mega, 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 mega rare back in the eighties and all that stuff, like way more rare than they are today. Because there are so many stinking barn doors out there. And I think it's like this whole split window thing. You know, we used to think like an oval window was super rare. And now, you know, I mean, shoot, DBK's got 20 split windows in the club. You know what I mean? Like there's just a ton of that stuff out there. So, but to get one, what'd you have to go through to get yours? Yeah. Um, so I think Lind will back me up on this, but I think there's four split window bugs built for every one barn door, roughly. So that gives you an idea. How, I'm sure four to one, yeah. How rare they are. Um, yeah, so I put the so I told you I sold the bus to Japan, put a down payment on the house, had a little change in my pocket after that, and I'd seen you know I'd seen the guys from the butcher shop under the sunshade, and I was like, boom, gotta have one. So I put the word on the street, and uh, I might I think it was through Charlie Hamill actually, and and a guy from. Uh, New Mexico hits me up and says, uh, I got a barn door. It's coming in from Europe in a container. Basically it'll be here in, you know, three weeks. And I, I think, I think we're literally like writing each other letters. I mean, it was like, yeah, those are sketchy deals, man. Right. Like you don't know this guy. No. It's like, uh, Hey, I think a guy in New Mexico has one. That was it. That was yeah, it. Sketchball, so, bro. so <laughs> right. So I said, all right, I want one. And this is the first, like, the Samba's not even a thing yet, really. I mean, it might ever, it might correct me on that, but it might have just been getting started. And so I'm like, you know what? Cool. Take some pictures and send it to me. So he sends me, you know, a few weeks later, I get in the mail a, a roll of um, of photos from 
mostly from a distance. I noticed there's a rear drum missing. The dash. 20, 20 footers. Dude, the dash is torn apart. There's wires everywhere. The pedals are maybe not there. Like it's missing a wheel. This is the barn door I'm going to buy, right? And what year is this? It's a, uh, what year's the bus? Well, no, what year is this you're this doing is this? like 98, probably okay. 98, right? So I get the stack of photos and look at it. And I was smitten. Like it was, you know, you you're just. Like barn door. I done. don't care. It's a barn door. It's a barn door. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I don't know anything about it, but it's mine. I'm right. going to go get it. So, um, Lind says, I'll go with you. And I was like, cool. I got an expert, you know, and, uh. So we pack up two of those. Yeah, and it's not like Lynn's going to talk you out of it because the guy's a bus head no matter what. And if it's yeah. a barn door, you guys are dragging it back carcass or not, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I get the photos. I get some, throw some money in my wallet. Um, <clears throat> Lynn packs. You got a wallet that big. Yeah, right. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, right. It wasn't that much money back then. Well, I was going to say, yeah, because well, we're going to get in. We're, I want to get into some of that. Like what, what, because in 98, the $98 versus the yeah. $2019 yeah. are yeah. hugely big, different. Big difference. So, um, Lind packs two gigantic, like are the big army surplus duffel bags. Um, one of them full of like hard parts. And I don't even know why. why hold we, on, hold on, hold on. Is the plan to drive this bus back? Yeah, we're going to drive this bus back. Oh, you lost your ever loving mind. I know. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. You and Lind are yeah, like, yeah. and what are you guys driving there? We're flying there on Southwest. Uh, so I have to call Southwest and I asked this very simple question. I was very cagey. I was like, <clears throat> Yes. Is there any weight limit on carry on bags? And they said, because there's like a 50 pound or 75 mm -hmm. pound, like if you check it. Right. And I said, well, is there a weight limit on carry on bags? And they said, no, we've never been asked that basically. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Click. <laughs> so Lynn packs uh, a gigantic army duffel bag full of like, dude, we had brake drums. We had a piston. We had a rod. We had I don't know what all we had in there. I mean, we had a hundred pounds probably. It took yeah. two of us to lift it onto a cart. And then we had another army duffel bag full of tools to couple hundred, 300 pounds probably in these bags. And it takes, we go to the jetway pre TSA. We have to literally two man it down the jetway, throw one in the overhead bin, go back off the plane to the little thing, take it, throw the other. And the overhead bins like bow down. So wow. Lynn and I are like, we're not sitting under those seats. <laughs> So we sit across the aisle. Right. Waiting to just watch someone right get crushed by your tools and parts. Nice. By a barn door drum and some other spindle yeah. or something. Um, so we get down there and uh, um, Drew Ogden is the guy I bought it from. Super cool cat. He's still in the Volkswagens? Yeah, he still is. He just he just moved back. I hope I'm not like outing him or whatever, but he just moved back to Colorado. Um, cool, super cool guy. And, uh, he, you know, as a VW guys do like stay at my house, crash on my couch, sure. no problem. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, put the wheel back on. He's got three of the brake drums are mostly working. If I put fluid in every few hundred miles or yeah. something, the wires are mostly stuffed under the dash again. Um, so you guys get to the, you get to the barn door. Do you put this thing, you put this thing back, like it's a running barn door. Running's a strong term, but yeah, it's run on three. It's a 36 horsepower run on three cylinders. So it's, you know, 25 ish with reduction boxes. With reduction you boxes. lost your ever loving line. So, so it's rusty. It's got Bondo everywhere. It, it, it's it spent its life in, uh, I, we believe Eastern Germany. So it had been communist country. You get a car for life. Right. So, so you don't get another car. You fix the one you have. And it's, it's, it's a little bit like a Colombian bus of a right. few years ago, right? A little, just, bit, of, little bit of add ons. They just yeah. do some updates that are going on. Super brutal taillights, whatever. Yeah. Dude, ship, you know, ship welding, like yeah. big stick welds and 
you know, angling. I like it. Stop, strong. Oh yeah, strong. dude, strong. And uh, we timed this trip so I can surprise all my bus pilot club mates back okay. in Boise, right? So we go down there, we see it. I'm our, our dude. I knew when I left Boise, I was buying it. Yeah, like, there's you know, no it's, question. It's, yeah, it just is what it is. I get there, it's got all original upholstery in it, original middle seat with no tears, beautiful. It's got a uh, slightly wrong but NOS front bumper on it. Um, runs like crap, stops like crap. The fan belt rubs, squeaks a little bit, and looks like it's gonna last about 500 miles. And uh, I'm like. I'm in love, baby. Here's my money. <laughs> so what'd you have to pay for it back then? Uh, $6,800. Holy crap. But you know, the funny part is that was super expensive. Dude, like that was fat that jack was back then for a bus because what'd you sell your bus to, 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 the, what, the, the nice bus that went to Japan yeah. was 25 grand. That was big money for a bus back that was then. Good money. No, that was huge was for a bus back then. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm telling you, but because buses weren't selling for 25 grand back <laughs> then. So, yeah. Man, somebody must have really, that must have been a super nice the, bus. The best part about that, it, it was a good driver. It wasn't detailed underneath. It didn't have, you know, um, I'm all worried because I'm, because, you know, you know your car, you know, all the things that are wrong with it. Like, oh, I didn't, you know, there's that one wire or, right, right. Oh, I like, feel like, am I ripping this guy off? How yeah. am I, you know, how am I feeling? He shows up. He could not, didn't drive it. I'm like, do you want to take it for test drive? Make sure everything works. Want to check the lights, you know, looks at the VIN number, gives me a check. Didn't start it, didn't touch it, didn't look, nothing. So I, it was almost like sight unseen, but in person. Right. And and so off off he went with that. And so you lay out 6800 bucks for this adventure of a lifetime to go. So now you're driving from New Mexico back to Idaho? It's like 1,200 miles. Jeez Louise. There, there's 36 horse running on oh, three? Dude. Oh, dude. There's one. Wow. So we, Shoot me now. We, there's one point where we're going downhill um, and we keep downhill into a, a wind, headwind we can't keep it in fourth gear on the downhill i had to go to shift downshift to third really lind and i passed one car it was like a little ford probe somewhere in like ogden utah in like 1200 miles and everybody else i mean i had a lot of people wave with their like one finger <laughs> right. and like a lot of fist bumping You're i'm assuming they're, they're like yeah. headbangers because they were like rocking their fists out the window so yeah. it's like oh on you're into metal music this is cool. yeah my i followed my buddy uh eric uh eric in uh he eric henrickson who owns uh he bought jesse james barn door 23 and i followed him for like 30 minutes we drove across from we were, it was up in the, during the kelly park days and went yeah. went yeah and i was like bro i can't take this i know i'm like bro that thing's so stinking I, slow I, i'm like no matter how old and cool it is dude i, I would lose my mind driving something that I, slow i know and he drove that he's driven that thing down to uh i don't know if he sold it i think he may have sold them but he drove that thing down all the way to octo one year like bro that's a long haul <sighs> i'm already tired just well, thinking about it dude. I, I like, can't, you can't have a day job and I, do that i can't do it that's why the barn doors lowered and turboed and all that good stuff so you get the barn door so where do you bust out the barn door do you surprise your homies or what yes so so we we may we we gotta add a couple of quarts of oil and we lose a fan but we replace a fan belt in like green river utah or something uh was the only problems we had so kudos to you drew for making Make it good enough to get us home. So we didn't use any of the tools really or any of the nice. parts. Roll into the Oktoberfest show, which is kind of our big fall event up there. Probably maybe 120 cars-ish roughly. All stars. kinds of everything. Just everything. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just random stuff, right? And it's uh, 
you know, I'm just. This is the Idaho baller this move. The right Idaho here. baller move. I got move. you, bro. Real, I got. I like your style. I like you. Know, like your, I crush dreams. You, yeah. Do you, and make people upset. And they go, I hate that guy, so, Troy. So I, I, Lind and I roll in. I literally don't even get off. The, you know, get off the freeway, go straight there because we're just cutting. Right. Because we, we, we got a showboat. Going. Like, yeah. guess what, losers? You don't have a barn door. So we. So I got you. We roll up, and everybody's like. Whose bus is that? Dude. Yeah. That thing is a piece of, you know. <laughs> really? Like, oh, dude, they're just, Didn't get the acceptance you were hoping for. And you're like, bro, like smoke's coming out of the back. Yeah, and you're there's like, oil. What's there's, up, guys? Barn door. They're like, barn door, yeah. barn trash. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Oh, there's a, so there's funny. you know, brake fluid leaking out of all four wheel cylinders. Yeah. And, you know, all the uh, you made oil it. for yeah, you made it. So just, you show up at the show. No, not the acceptance you were hoping. Underwhelmed, dude. Right. Underwhelmed. They, they don't get it. So, And this is the same one you have to this day. Couldn't see the vision. Couldn't yeah. see the vision. Listen, man. there's a lot of haters out there, I bro. I, I deal with that. So you get this bus and, and as you're – so now you take it home and your process to build it. Because you're not a stalker, dude, but you appreciate the vintage and you appreciate like – you appreciate the, 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 the classicness of the car, but it's like you're for sure a, a lowered big motor kind of guy. So what's the process take to get this thing there and how long does that take? Long time. Um, so I get at home and I realize what I've done as all good car purchases go. You get at home and you go, wow, mm-hmm. might have bit off a bit little, off, bit off a little, little bit of regret like right two. now. You know yeah. what I could have bought with that money? Um, and I realized that, you know, like you can't just order a barn door dog leg and, and you know, and the, the bus basically needs everything from about about lying down. down. Yeah. About yeah. lying down plus a roof. Plus it needs a roof. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and so it sits for a while. It sits for quite a while. And I, I go to like, uh, I go to Bad Camberg and I pick up some uh, like NOS taillights and some semaphores, you know, the trinkety stuff you can carry right. back in your, in your bag. And so I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked. I got an NOS stoplight and some other stuff, but I'm realizing the metal work is, is that's huge. Be, oh dude, it's going to be a slow go. And, and, and I'm a weekend warrior, man. You know, like I, I don't have a shop. I'm not a metal fabricator. I can, I can, I can bend a piece of metal and do a little. These bit hands, of- bro, they're not built for body work. Right. Way too heavy, dude. I make it worse. <laughs> yeah. So, so thank God, like uh, Gerson comes on the scene, right? And he starts making panels, and and that's when I realized. And then it's just been sitting there, and I driven a couple times, and you know, it's just it's just collecting dust. You're not happy because it's not the bus you want it to be. And it's kind of bumming you out because you really want that thing to be slam looking good yeah. and have some performance. But like Ratty's I, cool, unsafe, and could kill you is not, not super cool. Not cool. And also, I wasn't will- it, it was it's a barn door. I, I, I knew what I had, and I wasn't willing right. to do a half ass job on it. You know, sure. I, I wasn't going to like no, it's, it's, splice in a bay window part over here to make it good enough for now. And right. so when Gerson came on the scene, I was like, uh, the joke was. Gerson, I'm going to put a couple of your kids through college, bro. Just right. send me a barn door in a box, basically. Nice. Uh, and so I started ordering parts and then did a lot of the work with, uh, um, you know, the bus pilots guys, Sean mm-hmm. McConaughey and, and Louie and Greg and those guys up there were, were helping me out a ton. Lind helping me out a ton. And then we got to a place where it was just, it was too much. Like it yeah, was like needed, you needed like a shop that does metal work. I needed a shop. Work. We had to take out sections of frame that were rotted. And so... Um, you know, sent it to a shop and had them do a bunch of the work and then brought mm-hmm. it back, kind of finished it up. And so the motor you got in that. So what's the drivetrain in the barn door? Uh, so custom built 
uh, beam uses uh, ball joint ball bug, joint spindles. Ball joint bug spindles. What? Yeah, no crazy stuff. Who made that? Uh, Mark Rafferty is the one I attribute uh, out of Florida. Really? I attribute that design to, but I, I just copied him. Basically. Ball joint bug ball spindles. Joint bug. Yeah. It does. It's it's That's awesome. Wild. And a, and a custom beam center and adjusters and stuff. So so fully custom front end. Okay. Um, you IRS or you swing axle? I'm swing axle. And so one of the things, you know, when I build a car, I told you, uh, we talked about the the drive, the green, the Turkish driver, right? It was right. Like, I drive my stuff. Yeah. And so I think about serviceability. So I'm thinking I can find a ball joint bug spindle. God forbid a spindle is not something that breaks, but like right. I can find that anywhere. I can find a bug trailing arm anywhere. I can find bearings anywhere. I can find, you know, brake parts anywhere. Um, so Front end's custom. The back end's uh, swing axle. Just a, you know, built tranny kind of freeway flyer, uh, turbo. Uh, I spent two years studying. I'm nerdy too. Like mm-hmm. I'm a nerd by 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 day. Um, mm-hmm. So I spent two years studying like the math and and the science behind and the art behind turbocharging. Yeah. I read a bunch of books. You mean it's not just grab a turbo, nail it onto the engine, well, and go? There, there are people that do that. Um, I mean, I like the my personal taste of the turbo. I like to be like cruising, and I feel like I got rear-ended by a Cadillac doing eighty, and then just you know, a little bit of lag, a lot right, of surprise, right, you know, a little yeah. bit of lost control. But yeah, there, no. All joking aside, there is a science to turbocharging an engine, and it's the difference between making an engine that like feels like it was designed to be turbocharged versus like something that is a disaster. Yeah, and I just looked at it as a challenge. Like I wanted to learn something new. I'd been working on VWs basically my whole life ish. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I knew everything, but I, I know my way around. I'm reasonably good at this point in my life. And I was like, God, I can really use to learn something new. And so turbo was the thing I wanted to learn that was new. And it's just a little blow through carbureted 1776. Um, I assumed I was going to grenade it immediately. Right. Honestly, I got, this is like my practice motor, but I built it with, you know, CB race rods and a DPR full circle crank and, you know, all balanced and, and all the candy. I, I built the bottom in just as solid as I thought I could build it basically. And then just um, some CB Panchito heads and, and a single center mount, you know, nothing fancy because I didn't want to mess the gas tank sits off to the side in a bar door. Yeah. And um, you got to move it over and it's already a pain to get the gas nozzle in there is a real pain. You got to move it over if you want to run dual, dual carbs. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to run a center mount because I'm going to blow this motor up anyway. And that was like 12 years ago. Wow. And you've put plenty of miles in that thing. I d- yeah, I put a f- yeah. Yeah. Tom was telling us about when you were slaying people in the streets in Texas. Bro. What did you call the road? <laughs> what kind of road was that? You said it was a, a, like like a, a feeder road. A feeder road. Feeder yeah. What's a feeder? Like, a f- it's like a long, like a, like a, 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 a frontage road. Runs frontage road along, along, along the freeway. freeway. Yeah, All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know. I just it's some Texas vernacular yeah. feeder no, road. I thought. No, it's fun. I mean, it's it's the whole. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's back to the underdog thing, right? Yeah. So, like, uh, we, we we were out there for a car show and uh, up in Dallas, and uh, I'm a part of the DOK Car Club now. Uh, down the those Texas boys, and actually all around the country, and in the Virgin Islands, actually queasy down there. Right, right. Um, so, Elliot comes rolling around and is like, you know. I don't know what he had. I think he was driving his like little Porsche, uh, Subaru powered Porsche, just, you know, flogging it. And then here comes the Oklahoma boys all driving bugs with, you know, 2.3 liter, 2 point right. whatever. And they're going and Tommy's in the bus with me. And I was like, dude, should we go get, get them? And he's like, yeah. And so I grabbed third and 
put the boost to it and off we went and it's so much fun to just in yeah. a bus as you know surprise people dude you pull up next to them and they're just looking at you like this cannot be happening yeah, right now. no like, one's used to buses being no. like peppy you know yeah. what i mean yeah yeah that's my, that's my favorite it's my favorite time it's just fun. upsetting people in buses it's just fun yeah, yeah. I, I really like it now man so so now you've got the barn door you got it you got the drive trans you got the turbo set up in it what tranny are you running in it uh it's a let's see what's in that now do i i went it's just a you know a, freeway flyer, a freeway flyer you any know. special suspension in the rear what do you run are you running uh drop plates or are you running uh... uh yeah so uh i'm running some wagons west barn door uh, adjustable spring plates oh okay yeah nice so just you know just swing axle just nothing. a cruiser so now it's a door slammer you just cruise it take it wherever it goes it, and... it's it's still got original upholstery in it so the front really? seat's ripped as heck but the middle seat looks beautiful well i plan and... to sit on the middle seat bro so i hope yep. you better stretch out that fabric yep. before i get up in there in I... texas bro because when i when i come out to texas i'm riding the middle seat of that thing come on down so come on down man. we'd love to have you no man I, I listen i i plan this next year when they start opening crap up i now, mind you, I'd love to drive everywhere, but bottom line is it probably makes more sense for me to fly out to places and stuff. And I'll just borrow somebody's car. But, uh, yeah, it's, it, that's my plan this next year is to try to check out a bunch of shows across the country. What what I wanted to get going this year is I wanted to – and you, as you know, I got nabbed with the coronavirus a week when I was on the podcast. And I'm like, man, that the, the bug show in um, – was it Bullies by the Bridge – in florida uh, the oh, bully brigade i'm sorry yep. bully brigade and uh the what was the name of the vw show that they have over there in florida it's not bug jam yeah bug jam that's what it was it's okay. bully brigade on saturday bug jam on sunday something like that and i was talking to a couple guys and like one guy here in town dunkel was like dude i'm down to go and i'm like dude let's do this in the next day like i got i'm like bro i got tested positive for coronavirus bro and it was like the next week and i'm like ah, i'll probably just go anyway but then i was like nah, i don't want to risk it I was going to actually drive the carbon cab there. And uh, I just thought that'd be so fun, man. Just Because that's the most fun I've ever had. We talked about it earlier. And the reason why I did a, a poker run for my event instead of like a car show, because the most fun I think anybody ever has, VW enthusiasts, is driving their car and logging those miles and, and doing that kind of stuff. So I think this next year, I would love to get, just to get, it would, I think there'd be nothing cooler than, people coming up from California and then they come up to Vegas and then we leave from Vegas and then we meet up people in Texas and then we just do a big old caravan across the country. Man, We should probably set something like that up for next year. I'm in, you know, I, I mean, I'm how in. cool would that be, yeah. man? And listen, for all you guys that are West of me that think like, Oh man, that sounds awesome. But what about the drive home? We'll just all split up, split a hauler all coming right. home. And then everybody flies home on Sunday night or Monday it. morning. I mean, that's the best way to do it because then, you know, here's the reality. There's some people that are just hardcore to the bone and they're like, I'm driving mine there and back. And that's good. And I'm not taking anything away from you. And I'm thinking like, that's great. But me, like after the, the, the adventure is getting there and then the weekend and then when you're done, hop on a plane, go home. You got to get back to work on Monday or whatever the case is. But I think that would make the ultimate trip. And we really should plan like that's what you're hearing here in November of, 2000, of 2020 that uh, we're, we're planning on doing a, a maybe a, a cross-country caravan. I try to get a yeah. bunch of people from the southern states, Arizona, all these fools to get, to get together and do some some road tripping, man. Kind of a VW power tour. Yeah. Right? Like, how legit right? would that yeah. be, dude? Like, and we could set up stops all across the country at some of the VW hangouts. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if, if let's say, so California has to leave on Monday, Vegas leaves on Tuesday, Texas leaves on Wednesday. Thursday. <laughs> but, but, yeah. yeah. Th- <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday. Well, I don't know how how Have you ever it's, driven your bus to Florida? I haven't, but it's thirteen hundred miles from your door to my door. Yeah, from yeah, but Texas is two days, bro. I, 
All the other states are like little dinky states after you get done driving through. I drove through Texas to pick up that limo bug, bro. And Texas was like two days. Like, Texas over yet? Is Texas over? So from here to there, from here to there, it was it's 31 hours of driving. And that's in a regular car. But then again, some of us drive high-powered buses. That's right. And uh, we can cruise at 75 mile an hour. And I just think it would be legit. I think we need to throw down the gauntlet and invite all these fools I think it'd be great to see cars, especially cars that were featured or whatever, like put it on the road and drive it. And 2021 should be a year that people are just going out of their way to set up like long haul drives where dudes, people just connect up with each other. Not dudes connect, man. That sounds so so wrong for a second. I'm out on that but one. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but, but what I mean is like a bunch of, a bunch of people connecting along the way and just, uh, you know, I think it would just make for the funnest thing. So who knows? We might look into something like that for next year because I think it'd be awesome to do. I think there'd be – I'd love to set up a group of dudes to drive to like Dub Splash for next year. And what what weekend do they do Dub Splash? Oh, that's, a good, that's a good question. It's been moved around. It's moved to uh, – I don't know the exact weekend, but it's probably in April-ish. Beginning, yeah, like beginning of April, Dub Splash hmm. up in Dallas. That was like – I think last time we did it, it was – it's over 600, 700 cars. So it's a big show. It's water coolers as well. But that's all right, West Coasters, show. let's let's do this, bro. Whoever's whoever's down from Oregon and Northern California and Southern California, if you guys are down to start coming trailing down that way, let's link up in Vegas. Some of you fools in Arizona, some of you desert rats down there, let's 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 posse up. And I think it'd be legit for a bunch of us to roll down there to Texas. You know what I mean? Just to come out there to Texas to bring out some of these cars, man. I'd like to do it for next year. So who knows? Let's see if we can't. Uh, I like to pull it off, man. I know I can get some people from here that are down to go. We'd love to have you, man. We'll treat you well. Yeah, it'd just be a good, just be a good time. It's just such a great time to drive your car, just be on the road and go. You know, I think I think that's the one good thing about the if there is a silver lining. I think it's made people like the COVID thing. It's made people refocus on what really matters. And yeah. like windshield time is some pretty dang good time. And if you can do it with friends and family, even better. Yeah, no doubt, man. Well, shoot, bro. I appreciate you coming in to, to, to chop it up on the podcast and just hang out for a little bit. It's been a long time, so it's worth it. And now it gets to be recorded in cyberspace forever. So, uh, but yeah, let's, uh, if people want to get at you, what's your, what's your Instagram? Instagram is Troy M. Wheeler. Um, yeah, so that's the best way to hit me up, I guess. And then uh, you're, you're rolling with the DLK or the, the DLK guys now. DLK guys. Yeah. Nice. Good, a good group of folks. They, uh, they yeah. built some. They built some nice cars, and they a lot of them like to drive fast. So they're my kind of people. Well, that's it, man. Well, cool, bro. I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys coming out, man. And uh, shout out to Tommy for kicking it with us while we're doing this. Just hanging out. He's hanging out with us. You know, he's just over here behind the scenes. <laughs> but uh, for sure, we'll uh, we'll catch up again, man. And, and everybody that's out there listening, man, I want you guys to think about that. Put some time in, and let's see if they're gonna if, if that double splash is gonna happen this next year in twenty twenty one, which it should. We should get a group of us to go out there. Some of us West Coast guys come out there to Texas because these Texas guys come out to the West Coast shows all the time. So it's time to return a favor and show some love. And listen, if one of y'all fools is down out there, I do have a 45-foot trailer that somebody could trailer behind us, and they could drive it back with all the cars on it because I fly back. Y'all just catch me at the airport. (laughs) Y'all just drive me (laughs) off the airport on Sunday night. But Well, cool, bro. I appreciate you coming in, man, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for having me, Bill. All right, man, later. If you guys like that podcast, make sure you go and subscribe to our YouTube channel because we'll be coming up with some live streams in the next few weeks. So you'll get alerted when we're about to do a live stream as well as uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. And if you want to support the podcast, go to letstalkdubs.com slash store and support the podcast. Also, 
Uh, you guys can also put comments in the uh, blog section where every week when I do a podcast with some of the ones that I have content for with photographs and things like that, I'll add those things on in that uh, in that section of the blog. So uh, look for that and uh, make sure you guys share the podcast with a friend. Until next week, guys, enjoy your holiday weekend. Later. A Volkswagen is a nice station wagon to have.